with the release of Run the Jewels 4 fast approaching, I thought it was appropriate to do a little bit of a history lesson. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast. I'm your host as always, Bajwa, and this week we're talking about Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels is a group comprised of Atlanta rapper Killer Mike and New York underground legend LP. Over the course of the past seven years, the two have only really worked together and have released three full-length rap projects, as of now, and a singular cat rap album with Meow the Jewels. Now, both Killer Mike and LB have had fairly successful uh, solo careers prior to the forming of this group, so makes sense to get into a little bit of that so you know kind of where they're coming from before we get into Run the Jewels as a group. So starting off with Killer Mike. Killer Mike has been rapping since the early 2000s, where he made his first appearance with Outkast on Stankonia. He was featured on the track uh, Snappin' and Trappin'. And he's pretty much been associated with Dungeon Family and Goody Mob since forever, really. He's always been around them and been part of the groups. Uh, after his feature on Outcast album, a few years later he dropped the his first debut album titled Monster in 2003. He was originally going to drop another album, I think a year or so later, but there were some label issues, so that never ended up getting an official release. So he ended up just dropping it as a mixtape. Um, after that, he moved on and released his second studio album, which was titled I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind, and that was kind of like a series for him. So that dropped in 2006, and then the second installment dropped in 2008. Then in, a little bit later in 2008 actually, he signed to Grand Hustle, which is Tip's label, or T.I., however you want to call him. Uh, And then he released the third installment, which is titled Pledge, but with the E, uh, instead of it being an E, it's a three, because, you know, that looks cool. Um, It was right around this time where I started picking up on Killer Mike, at least, like, before rap music. Um, What really... Like, I mean, if you listen to the last podcast, you knew I was kind of looking for more underground music that was a little more lyric-focused. So, people online were like, no, Killer Mike's dope. He's got some substance there. Um, and then some people were like, oh, he's from Atlanta, so he's different. Again, I didn't really care where people were from. It's just, <laughs> I just listened to it. But after hearing that he's pretty good, I went and downloaded all three of his Pledge um, mixtape series. And then I went to the gym and listened to it. Because back then, that's really the only place I listened to music. <laughs> and if it passed the gym test, I mean, I can listen to it anywhere. <laughs> A little bit after that, in 2011, 
he and LP finally met through a Cartoon Network executive named Jason DeMarco. And pretty much since then, they were working together. In 2012, Killer Mike dropped rap music, which was fully produced by LP. Um, And it's probably one of his biggest albums. And it's definitely one of my favorites to this day. I mean, the beat switch on Don't Die still gets me every time I listen to it. And like I said, this is kind of where I really started picking up on Killer Mike and LP. Um, Aside from Killer Mike's rap career, he has a few other things going on. He has his own label, which is called Grind Time Official Records. He's been in some movies. Uh, He's even hosted his own Netflix show titled Trigger Warning. And he's also the co-owner of the Graffiti Swag Barbershop with his wife, Shay Bigger. And actually, if you go on his Instagram, that's mostly what he posts about. Well, other than posting every 420 every day. <laughs> but that's Mike. Moving on to LP. LP's been, been around forever. <laughs> Like, he's been around since the early 90s with the group Company Flow. And pretty much since the beginning, he's been doing both rapping and producing. Um, I mean, hell, his name used to be El Producto. He's produced for a lot of people in the underground. So, like, people like MERS. um, MERS is the only one that came to mind. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank now. (laughs) But there's more than that. Uh, Aesop Rock. Pretty much any or a lot of major underground rappers. He's also done a bunch as a solo artist. So his he's dropped four albums as a solo artist. Uh, the first one is Fantastic Damage, which dropped in 2002. And that actually just dropped on streaming. So if you haven't listen to it yet that was a chance um he then dropped high water i'll sleep when you're dead and then cancer for cure and cancer for cure it was also dropped in 2012 just like rap music and it does feature a killer mic feature on the track tougher colder killer both rap music and cancer for cure are probably one of my really just my favorite albums of that year in 2012 I also just really like LP's production. Like it's, it's a little out there, <laughs> but it's still accessible to the normal hip hop audience. Like he doesn't do the typical, like, normal hip hop stuff that you hear in the mainstream or just on the radio, wherever you listen to music nowadays. It's a little bit more out of left field. Although he's also part of Run the Jewels. He also has his own label. So he's a co-founder, owner, and CEO of Def Jux. That was founded in 2002, and apparently they're currently on a hiatus as of like 2010. So they're kind of in hibernation mode. <laughs> like they're not really acting as a label. They still exist, but nothing's really happening. And then other than 
working with Run the Jewels. He has a lot of other stuff going on. Like, most recently, he's scored the film Capone, which just came out last week, I think. Um, he's also scored a few other movies that I just can't think of right now. Like, there's a few. Um, he did mention them online, so. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of everywhere. <laughs> and it's really interesting because both Killer Mike and LP, I feel, were relatively unknown until the creation of Run the Jewels. So, with that said, now it's time to talk about Run the Jewels as a group now. So, basically, after they collabed on rap music and Cancer for Cure in 2012, both Killer Mike and LP uh, went on tour together. And this pretty much led to the creation of Run the Jewels. The biggest things about, like, to really keep in mind about Run the Jewels is that they, their lyrics are very aggressive. They, the production's really solid. Like, that's a main focus, too. Um, they're pretty lyrical. And their subject matter tends to be pretty focused on individual tracks. And then also, like, they focus a lot on, like, well, there's a few things, I guess. Like, outside of them, like, rapping about how, oh, we better than y'all, or, hey, no, no one can touch us. Uh, they also managed to allude to cultural and social issues, whether that being just a few bars here and there, or just a whole ass track that is just focused on it and it's really nice to have that I guess because a lot of other people in that world uh, I feel like they kind of avoid it they also I feel like they find a way to do it without sounding super preachy like some people so in 2013 a year later or a year after Rap Music and Cancer for Cure came out, the first Run the Jewels dropped. I believe it dropped in, like, June 2013. And I remember just being awake, at like, in the middle of the night, and, look, like, just scrolling through Reddit. And then there's just this thread about Run the Jewels, and every comment in there's like, oh my god, it finally dropped. Um, to be fair, there wasn't very many comments, because it was the middle of the night, and at the time, no one really knew Run the Jewels. They did drop a couple singles, I believe. I think it was Banana Clip, and... Yeah, I think it was just Banana Clip. So, people knew it was coming, but it was a very very small circle that knew that it was happening. Um, you had a lot of people who just kind of follow LP everywhere. Um, he has a bit of, like, that sort of fan base where they'll just kind of do, like, listen to whatever he puts out. Um... And I feel like not a whole lot of people really following Killer Mike too much at that point. So, like, it was kind of a surprise. I mean, I guess Killer Mike did get a lot of attention from rap music. Um, but, anyways, they dropped the project for free, um, just like they've been doing with every other Run the Jewels project. And 
honestly, I feel like at that time, the project flew a little bit under the radar. And that's only to say that I felt like not too many people were really listening to them. I remember I had to kind of tell a lot of people, like, yo, like, listen to Run the Jewels, they're cool. Um, but clearly they have some sort of success because they are about to be four albums in. Um, I mean, it also wasn't very surprising that they, not too many people were paying attention at that time, just because they're not super well known, I'd say, outside of their fan bases, like, it's just those groups, I guess, because there's two different groups, like, their circle got bigger, but at first, I don't think it was really popping off. And with Run the Jewels 1, that's that's still my favorite project from them. And I think the reason for that is that they, or at least it felt like they stuck their own styles a little bit more. And it was kind of like a, a mashup that no one really expected. Like you have LPs just off the wall production and lyrics. And then Killer Mike coming in with just like these weird ass metaphors. <laughs> like on, I think it was on either Banana Clip or 36 Inch 36 Chain. He said, like, the first line is, I move with the elegance of an African elephant. Like, there's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Plus, it just sounds cool. Um, but also with that album, I feel like LP's production was a little bit more typical of what he was doing at that time. Where there was, like, just random sounds in the in the mix. Um, it just, I just like how it sounded better, I think. But, things obviously have to change at some point. Oh, another thing actually about Run the Jewels 1 that I kind of noticed as I was listening to it again, just over the weekend, was that it feels like Killer Mike was a little bit more at the forefront at the, like, for a lot of it. So it almost felt like it was a Killer Mike album that featured LP on every track. So kind of like a rap music part two. I don't know if anyone else really feels that way. That's just something that I noticed, or that's how I feel about it. Then, after Run the Jewels 1, clearly there's a Run the Jewels 2. That dropped the following year, I believe in October. So, October 2014. And this is where I feel like... This is the album that I feel that really pushed them to where they are now. Like, they were probably like right around here before. And then Run the Jewels 2 just shot them way up. And I think the reasoning for that is that... Everyone finally got around to listening to this first Run the Jewels. Because, if I remember correctly... It was on a lot of top album of the year's lists. Like, it was either, like, number one or number two for most publications that people would look at regarding music. And not even just, like, rap focus, like, just on, in general. So it was pretty impressive. 
And I think that's what really drew people in that weren't even listening to rap at them or rap that much back then. Because I have a lot of people, like I know a lot of people who listen to Run the Jewels, but they don't even listen to rap like that. Like, they listen to Run the Jewels and then, like, Childish Gambino. Like, but like, those are the only rap that they listen to. So it's really weird. I'm honestly not sure what pushed people to do that. Because at first I was going to say, like, oh, well, maybe LP just kind of toned down his production. Like, and it wasn't super crazy. But then I was listening to it again. I'm like, no, no, just just as crazy as usual. <laughs> so with Run of the Jewels 2, they kind of took whatever really worked on the first one, which was um, their punchlines the excessive braggadocio, and the lyrics. And then, like, just the LP bits. And then turn everything up to 11. <laughs> like, everything just went a lot crazier. <laughs> like, it's super noticeable, like, especially the braggadocio, on even the first track, Jeopardy. Like, Killer Mike just sets the tone for the whole project. Like, the first words he says is, I'm gonna bang the this bitch the fuck out. <laughs> like, looking into it more, like, he was really just talking about other stuff, but... Still. <laughs> like, that album was crazy, and, like, one of the most popular songs on it, like, features, um... What's his name? Zach De La Rocha. From Rage Against the Machine. It's super weird. Like, you have... Like, I mean... Rage Against the Machine was kind of a mix of music. But they're known to be rock. But you have him on this just spitting too. And maybe that's where a lot of people came in from. Because they're like, oh, this... Rage Against the Machine from the Jewels? Oh, maybe I should check it out. But, like, on, he was, because he was featured on Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck. And then you have the other track, Oh My Darling, Don't Cry, which I think that was a single for the album, too. And both of those tracks just hit you right in the face. Like, they're so aggressive. <laughs> and maybe that's just, maybe it makes sense, because you have a lot of, like, well, if you go to any, most any show nowadays, actually. Well, back when we were, back when we were able to go back outside and stuff. Like, most shows start a mosh pit. And I'm almost certain, because I'm, I'm, well, I've never been to a Run the Jewel show, unfortunately. But I'm almost certain there will be a mosh pit for Oh My Darling Don't Cry. <laughs> like, did they start that again? I, I don't know. But no, Run of the Jewels 2, even though it's not my, like, it's my least favorite Run of the Jewels album, like, there are some tracks that I just absolutely love. Like, and it, it, I think it really propelled them to where they are right now. Um, and so, like all their other projects, this one was free as well. And they offered a bunch of deluxe packages, which can be a bit ridiculous. 
all the normal ones were just like, oh, you can get FLAC files or WAV files. Um, you can buy the physicals. Um, you can buy merch and get physical copies, stuff like that. Those were all normal. They also had a few that were a bit ridiculous and were clearly jokes, such as um, offering to babysit your kid or quitting rap or, you know, just remixing this entire album with cat noises. Um, I mean, you can kind of guess which one everyone went for. Even though that was a joke, LP went online and he was, like, he was even just, he provoked people. He's like, right, if you raise money or if we get enough people, we'll do it. They ended up raising, like, $65,000 on Kickstarter to get this project going. <laughs> and it got so insane that they ended up recruiting, like, a crew of top-tier producers. I mean, other than LP, you had um, Just Blaze, you had The Alchemist, you had Bauer, Dan The Automator. Like, and the, there was more than that, too. So, I, what happened, it was started as a joke, just went ridiculous, real quick. And although I only listened to it once fully and, and just every other time for jokes, it was really well done. <laughs> um, so, I mean, give it a shot. If you haven't, but I'm sure most of y'all have, at least, or at least heard of it. Moving on, though. We're on the Jewels 3 now. This one dropped in late 2016. And I remember at that time just kind of being like unsure if the album was even going to come out. Because I had kind of gotten used to a yearly release cycle from them. Um... I guess they did kind of stick to it if you count out the jewels as an album because that came out in 2015. Um, but yeah, this Run the Jewels 3 dropped, I think it was Christmas Eve 2016, but it was originally slated to drop um, in January 2017. So they ended up dropping it early. I think it was because it got leaked, so they're like, fuck it, we'll put it out. Or maybe that was Run the Jewels 2. I don't remember. And when this album first came out, like I remember listening to the singles, I'm like, oh, okay. This kind of feels like a little bit of return to form to Run the Jewels 1, which I really enjoyed. Um, that wasn't fully the case. I mean, they kind of shifted it up a little bit. It was a lot slower and more toned down than Run the Jewels 2. Um, but I still enjoy it more than Run the Jewels 2 as a whole project. It was also the longest project that they dropped. Um... It ran like a total of 50 minutes or so, which was like 20 minutes longer than Run the Jewels 1. And maybe that's why I haven't really returned to it as much, because it was just so long. I don't know. But, yeah, like I was saying, they turned down the aggression, at least in terms of beats. They definitely kept the lyrics and subject matter up, though. Um, this one, I feel delved a little bit deeper into social and cultural issues more than the previous ones did, even though that was pretty prominent on Run the Jewels 2 as well. Um, but this one kind of threw it in at random. Um, I think on the first track, like there's a lot of like subtle nods to the 2016 election. And like I was again 
related to the election. I mean, this did drop like a month after that, and Killer Mike's a long-standing Bernie Stan- Bernie Sanders supporter, so clearly he has some things to say here. Um, I'm not going to go into that too much though, because I don't really want to talk about politics. But also, Killer Mike does it the best. <laughs> um, yeah, I really have a lot less to talk about this album, just because even though I enjoyed it more than Run the Jewels 2, I didn't listen to it as much. And I'm not sure if that's just because I'm, I keep trying to compare it to the first one, or I'm just missing something. Or maybe I was just tired of Run the Jewels at that point. But, because I've been playing them all pretty much back-to-back this weekend. And really, the third one just kind of fades away to me. This is also not a review, so (laughs) take what I say with a grain of salt. But this brings us to Run the Jewels 4. Run the Jewels 4 is dropping on June 5th. And so far, they've dropped two singles. Uh, the first one, actually, I don't remember what order it is, but one being Ooh La La, and the second one being Yankee and the Brave. Just based off those two tracks alone, I'm actually really excited for Run the Duels 4. I don't know if they put out the track list or not. They might have. I'm just dumb and didn't look at it. But I'm excited. Um... I'm sure we're going to get another feature from Zach De La Rocha. Probably get some input from Boots. But yeah, I don't know what else to expect from it. I mean, clearly we already got DJ Premier on it, and that's awesome. Um, actually, let me see. Well, Genius has a track list, but I don't know how much I want to believe that, considering it's not properly formatted and everything's in lowercase letters like look at that focus also audio listeners didn't see that so I don't know why I even spent time doing that (laughs) but no run the tools for I'm really excited for it I have high expectations um I have a feeling that it's probably going to go, it has potential to be above Run the Jewels 3 for me, maybe better than Run the Jewels 1, just because they've worked on this a lot longer, but who knows, I guess we'll see in a couple weeks. Well, with that said, that's all I got to say really. I hope you enjoyed this lesson. (laughs) Um, you know, please check out the other podcast I did last week on Big Crit. Crit was here, turned 10 years old. That's also coming out, I think, next week or something. Um, and yeah, please, on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. And also let me know what you think or what you expect from On the Jewels 4. Do you have high hopes? Do you think it's going to be trash? Just let me know. Also, if you're listening to audio, if you're listening to audio, go to YouTube and subscribe, please. But also, just hit me up, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Bar for Bar Podcast, 
Let me know what you think. That's all I got. Bye.